Thank you for joining me today. This is episode 109, and I'm Kathy Rhodes. Today we're going to think differently about how we work. Particularly, we're going to talk about a new phrase called quiet quitting. Have you heard this yet? If you go out and Google quiet quitting, you will find podcast episodes, YouTube videos, articles written about it. It's it's this this new phrase that's hot in the in the Google world and hot in in corporate America. Quiet quitting. So whether you've heard it or not, I'm just going to kind of start from the beginning and, and give you a definition. One of the places that I heard the uh, whole idea of quiet quitting was on a podcast. It's the Maxwell Executive Leadership Podcast, and I believe it's number 20, or I'm sorry, 206 that I was listening to. And this is how they define quiet quitting. They say that someone who has decided to limit their job output to only those things strictly stated in their job description. They do not take on additional assignments. In fact, they've decided to look for ways to do the absolute minimum to complete their job responsibilities. The, the podcast episode, the speakers of the podcast asked the question, is this an employee problem or a leadership problem? By the definition, it's really talking about the employee uh, but then the Harvard Business Review, there's an article out there as well. And the title of their article is, Quiet Quitting is About Bad Bosses, Not Bad Employees. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's definitely a leadership thing. But employees aren't off the hook either. You know, it's kind of like parenting. When you see your child doing something, it's definitely the parent's responsibility to address it and to help make sure that it doesn't become a bad habit. That's, that, that is the leader's responsibility when they see this happening. But employees, we're not off the hook. This isn't something that we can just put on our bosses and say, you know what, good luck, it's your problem, you better help fix me. Because we control us, Right? We, we have control over us. This is an integrity issue that, that we need to press through, that we need to own, that we need to see, that we need to realize. Is this who we really want to be? Be careful because we could be creating some bad habits within us. When we get irritated with where leadership's at, when we get frustrated with where the world's at, we could be creating some bad habits within us. And that we have to be really careful of. And I, I get it. I get why quiet quitting is really becoming a, a popular thing. I mean, take a look at what we've been doing for the last two and a half to three years. Different world, different everything from working from home, working more because we are at home. Uh, just the, the productivity challenges and the team challenges and people challenges and social anxieties and and we're burnt out. And that's really what quiet quitting tends to be is, is a, a level of, of burnout. Well, the, the world also has a work ethic challenge. I did a generational class last week, and this came up. You know, the greatest generation, uh, that's also known as the silent generation or the veteran generation, they had an amazing work ethic. And through the years, that work ethic has just diminished. So, so there is this challenge in the world. You know, employees aren't as dedicated to their job as their grandparents were. Well, why? 
Why is that? Hmm. Well, back in, you know, the, the greatest generation days, we're talking about these were war days, these were depression days, or these were the days after depression. So there was still this mindset and this habit. People were truly thankful for having a job. They couldn't find work anywhere. And, and when they were hired, they were loyal and dedicated. They were really thankful. And that's not the case anymore. Uh, nowadays, you know, I know the, the current generation sees how their family and their parents have been maybe workaholics, uh, working a lot, missing family events. And, and the current generation is making choices to not live like that. They want to find true a true balance, if that's possible, in life. They just want to give attention to what really is important to them. And maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's eating habits. Maybe it's family time. Whatever it is. I mean, to be honest, it's the basics, right? So all of this, all of this has played into why the work ethic isn't what it once used to be. Now, a few of the articles, when you when you look at the names of the articles, there's always a tagline to it. When you're looking at quiet quitting, they're, they're saying that this is a new name for an old problem. It's not a new problem. I said before, quiet quitting is burnout. It's burnout. We, we, we just need a break in our mind. We need a break in the speed of, of how we're working. Well, so as I think back, on my careers, I definitely have quiet quitted. <laughs> if that's a word, I've quiet quitted. I mean, I can go back all the way to like 1996, 1997, when I was, I was downsized from my first job. It was a job right out of college. I was there for about two years. I didn't even know that companies downsized, right? I mean, I was still in the world of my parents and my grandparents where they were at their company for 35 years. So, when I came to work one day and was just kind of slapped in the face with this announcement that, hey, in a few months you won't have a job, whew, okay, well, bring on the quiet quitting, right? We were asked to clean out filing cabinets after we took out every staple, every paper clip, every binder clip, went through every paper one by one. Mm, that caused a little quiet quitting. This is also when we were introduced to the internet. I mean, literally during the three month period, once we knew we were gonna lose our job and, and the date that we were done, they gave us the internet. <laughs> they gave us a new toy. I mean, this is brand new. We had it right there at our desktop. So man, we were, we were surfing the web. There wasn't much out there then, but we were finding stuff and, and figuring out this online system. You know, when I, when I did get a different job, I, I well, gosh, that was the year my son was born. So I really wasn't fully downsized until after my maternity leave in May or June. And then I, I got another job in July. And that's when I really did see those bad habits that were ingrained in me. I created bad habits in the last six months and, and it went with me and it was a shocker. It was a, it was a shocker when I had to really work for eight hours. I was exhausted. Now, granted, I had a baby too, right? And I just came off of maternity leave, but, but I remember feeling that exhaustion. And I also, I, I, I also remember, I remember the doorway I was standing in when this revelation came to me and how slowly I was working because those were the habits that were created for the last six months. And, and, they were kind of hard to get rid of. 
I didn't even really realize they were there until I was getting in, not in trouble, but just, you know, I wasn't being my best. I wasn't doing my best work. So quiet quitting is, is definitely dangerous. Definitely dangerous. Who do we want to be? We, we, we have that choice, right? I remember another time when I definitely was quiet quitting and it was in the year 2000. Uh, 1999 was Y2K. That was the big issue. Uh, I was a computer programmer and we had to reprogram the databases and the applications to cover for the new millennial. The year 2000. Well, we have a computer system when the calendar changes the date on that New Year's morning. That was a lot of strenuous work. And I had another baby that year. So I had a six-month-old when we were mandated 80-hour work weeks for the last quarter of the year, last four months of the year, actually. And, and then we went live, and the work wasn't done. And, and then when the, the new year changed, and everything was still working. That was great. But the work wasn't done. And that's when I really can remember quietly quitting. I... I wanted to just get back to eight hours of work a day, not 16. Well, I guess it wasn't 16 anymore, but it was maybe 10. I wanted to enjoy my kids. I wanted to enjoy my, my baby. I wanted to enjoy my family. I wanted to find balance, I guess, and set boundaries, set boundaries in my life that, you know, I'm going to work at 8 a.m. and I'm going to leave work at 5 p.m. and I'm going to take an hour lunch and work out and I'm going to drink more water and eat healthy and go to my kids' events. Those were the boundaries and the the the, the rules, I guess, that I was setting for myself uh, because I was, I was burnt out, but I couldn't quit my job. Well, how did I get out of the quiet quitting attitude? Part of it was to set boundaries, okay? Part of it was to prioritize my life and, and to choose who I wanted to be, what I wanted to put my time and focus into. Oh, another thing was just finding some fun and some rewards within my work. This is when I took on training, within my profession. I was a, a application administrator and database administrator and, and I was doing all that techie work, but I was also going out and training professors on how to use the, the programs. Or I was training internal people on how to understand how this computer system was working. That's when my training passion really started. Also, business ownership helped me get out of this quietly quitting time frame. I still had my job. I still worked the same job. But that's when in 2002, I took on my Pampered Chef business. And that was my creative outlet. I was able to, all my ideas and all of my, my, my business ownership went toward that. So that was, that was exciting for me. You know, it's hard as an employee to work for somebody because you are working their vision. That's, that's a challenge. So to have my own little side business was was my own fun. I also I also had a boss who was not afraid to call me out on my attitudes. She was not afraid to have some tough conversations and really talk about some thoughts that I was having that weren't healthy. So thank you, Sherry. Thanks for for challenging me to really think differently about who I am and and who do I want to be. So there are ways, there are ways to, to get out of this quiet quitting type of, of mindset. But first we have to be aware of it before we can really manage it. 
you know, I, I found online yesterday, there's another article that was published by NDTV, that's New Delhi TV. So, so that's, that's overseas, but still same, same world we live in. The article was titled, they are in a state of fear. CEOs are worried about quiet quitting. Okay, so for leaders, I just want to throw this out there. You know, I said earlier, is it a leadership problem? Well, yeah, but not only a leadership problem. It's an employee. It's a people problem, right? We're all accountable to what we do. But hey, leaders, you know, according to the Harvard Business Review article, employees quietly quit when they feel undervalued and underappreciated. Please hear this. Please really, really understand this. You know, my husband preaches all the time that the most common language in today's world is is the language of the audience. It's not Chinese or English or Spanish or body language. It's the language of you. It's the language of the audience. So, So are you speaking your team's language? Do you know your team's language? Not your team as a whole, but each individual. Do you know what their language is? If you are, then you are valuing them and appreciating them. But if your team does not feel valued and does not feel appreciated, then you're not speaking their language. You might be speaking Greek. You need to figure out what their language is. You need to figure out if they like to be recognized in public or in private. You need to, you need to, to find out how they like to learn. You need to find out words they, they appreciate, words they don't. You, you just need to get to know them. It's all about relationships. It's all about trust. It's all about people. It's all about people. Not numbers, not profits, not dashboards or productivity. Now, granted, I know, I know, I know, I know that we we need to have profits for a business to succeed. We need to be profitable. I get it. However, if you can connect and motivate five people on your team to run the same race that you're trying to run, you're going to get faster, further, quicker, all of the above than if just you were doing it. Take a few minutes every day and just invest in people. Now, I know for some people this is easy. For some people it's not. And we do have to be intentional. We want to get right to our tasks and we want to get right to the computer and we want to get right to emails. And yeah, that's great. However, If the people outside your office are just kind of grumbling and grumpy and upset and dragging their feet, they're going to take longer to get done what they should be getting done that day. So go love on them. Go smile. Go say hi. Go be interested in them and who they are and what they did last night, what they're doing today. Go answer questions. Go just be there for a few minutes, just a few minutes, and watch how it enlightens them. I'm currently working to get certified in a new program called Customer Driven Leadership. It's a book. Let me know. Let me know if you want the book. I can. I have. I have connections. Customer Driven Leadership is all about creating measurements to our pain points. So, so the things in business that we care about, putting a number to it. Now, I'm. This is right up my alley because. I love numbers and I love seeing growth, but some things are kind of subjective and it's really hard to see growth. But this customer-driven leadership program has a way of, of measuring what we care about. 
So, you know, we're going to have a future episode with one of the authors to really dive into that. But, but isn't that, isn't that what our life is as a leader? We need to figure out what our people care about, what our customers care about, what us as leaders care about. So how about you? Are you quietly quitting at all in your job? Is this who you want to be? Take time to consider it. Take time to consider your team. Who do you lead? Are they quietly quitting? You know, be that boss that's not afraid to have a tough conversation, to say, hey, this is what I've been noticing. What's going on? Is this what we want to be doing? Is this who we want to be? We have the power to make that choice. We have the power to make that decision. So think differently today about how you're working. And I hope some things that I've I've shared with you, I hope that they've challenged you. I will share in the notes, I will share the links to the different articles and podcasts that I've been referencing. So, so continue to dive into it a little bit, but more so dive in right here within yourself and be honest with yourself. Are you quietly quitting? Are you creating some bad habits that you don't want to continue? Is this who you want to be? And you make the choice, regardless of what your leadership's doing. You make the choice. I hope it's challenged you to think differently, and I hope it's going to make you more efficient, but more importantly, fully empowered in your day. So go be great today, my friends. We'll see you next time. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class. Please follow this podcast, visit our websites, and follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook. That's chef, like a cook, C-H-E-F. Be sure to share this with your friends. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.